You are now tuned in to Conversations with Yaya with your host, Ayana Yaya Ellis. Hello, everyone. Hello, this is Ayana Ellis here, and I am back with another, another Reader's Choice. And my lovely, good, beautiful friend, Sabrina, I'll let her introduce herself in a second. She chose a chapter from this book. I'll let you, um, I'll let her talk about the chapter that she chose, why she chose it. Um, so real quick, Twerking in the City, you can find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, everywhere books are sold. And we're just going to get into this reader's choice real quick. You won't waste any time. Sabrina? Yes. Hey, girl. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for participating. So... I'll give you the mic, let me know what's going on. Sure, so my Reader's Choice chapter was Sisters Tell Me How You Feel. And um, I chose that chapter because I think that it resonates with every woman. So just to give you a brief introduction of who I am, I'm Sabrina Stogeraldino. I am the owner of the New Jersey Teamsters Football Club, a professional soccer club in America. And I am a good girlfriend of Ayana Ellis. I met you several years ago through uh, you being an author and me being a journalist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sister Circle, or the, I forget the name of the book, but it was Circle. Full Circle. Full Circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> this is Full Circle, yes. Yes. And, um, you, and that was maybe 10 years ago, right? That was, yeah, that was 2010. Yep. Yep. So we've been, we've connected and bonded and we've worked together um, in the entertainment industry together as your publicist. Yeah. And I've always admired your hard work. And so I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So I'll let you um, kick in. I guess sisters tell me how you feel resonated with me uh, because a lot of women have, uh, they just have to go through the changes of being like a, a caterpillar to get to the butterfly stage, right? And so yeah. we go through these different various changes through life in order to get to um, to being confident, really. Happiness is being confident. Yeah, 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 that's the main thing. So um, yeah, that chapter, when I wrote that, I just thought about the, the space I was in and just, I think we go through this, this phase of wanting our life to be perfect want right. everything to be perfect, everything lined up. And that's, that's not realistic, right? Right. You don't know that. And then I think also others people's expectations of us, we, we let that bog us down. So now we're trying to live up to everybody's expectations, our own expectations. We have a million things going on. And then before you know it, you don't realize you're just running, 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 living, 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 and then you, you break down. Right? Right. And I think that a lot of us, we don't even realize it. We put on a face. So we step out into the world. We step out, you know, to handle our business. We go to work. Um, whatever it is we're doing, we got to put on this face. And we're going. And once we leave the office, we got to pick up the kids. And then we got the husband. And we have all these different stops to make before we return home to ourselves. And by the time we return home to ourselves, we're tired. We don't have much time to dwell on our day and dwell on ourselves and take care of ourselves. So it's the cycle on and on and on. So sisters, how y'all feel is a real question. How do you really feel at the end of the day when you go to sleep at night? Right. 
you know? I think that for, for, for me, I was in that stage of just existing and not really living from my 20s, my 30s, because you're grinding and you think you've got, you think you, you know everything and you think you have to do things in a certain way. And so you're really not able to enjoy life, especially if you have children. So your mind is on, for me, business. My daughter, of course, priority, business, making sure she's straight. And then I was always like the last person to be taken care of, yeah. right? So I think 20s, 30s, and even parts of my 40s, that's how I live. I mean, no shade, I'm 51. So I've learned to- Get into it, get into it. <laughs> yes. So I've learned to like appreciate myself, my time. Now I live for, now I live, right? Because before, like I said, I was existing. I was a machine. You know, I was an entrepreneur doing my thing in the industry. I got to make sure that people don't think that I'm going to sleep with them in order to get certain clients and certain business yeah. and it's brutal so I've had to go through being that tough woman that when you saw me you knew I was no nonsense like I didn't have time to be to think about my sexiness I knew I was fly I was always well dressed well maintained I you know I, I looked good I felt good but I just could not let my guard down for years yeah. which Believe it or not, that caused me to have rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. That's what I think. I that think takes that. a lot of energy within itself, right? To keep a being guard up and to... Being inflexible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of women, I think that's why, I think that's how depression creeps in and anxiety creeps in and all of these things because we're not, we're being ourselves, but we can't really be authentic. We got to put on something just to survive in business being in entertainment and that you know it's all about men it's sexist you know you, you don't know what you're going to be faced with on a day-to-day -day, and you're just trying to conduct business you're just trying to get something done and you got to deal with all kinds of nonsense that's stressful in itself you come home sometimes you feel defeated you want to give up but then you got to keep going it's always like this have to constantly keep going and going and going and it's like when do you have time to just be yourself right and then you you and you touch on anxiety I think um, because my mother passed away when I was 25 I had literally I realized that I had post-traumatic stress as an only child to handle her estate like she left me in a state I got to handle that I have to make sure I survive now you know what yeah. I mean it's yeah. It's, it was a lot. And so a lot of women that whatever their issues are from the past, it creeps into your adulthood. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, like we never thought about, well, I've always thought about counseling, right? But when you're in the thick of it, you don't think about, hey, maybe I should go to a counselor or a life coach and figure this out. Now, this stuff is popular. Like you yeah. could go to a life coach, male, female. It's, it's acceptable, it's common now. Yeah. But like you said, I think I was always myself, but myself at that, those years, it was my best self for work, but I wasn't my best self for myself. Right, right, right. So what do you think of this line? Mm -hmm. I said, um, I think we usher in depression and anxiety when we hide what hurts us instead of trying to heal what hurts us.
So say the, the last sentence. Um, I think we usher in depression and anxiety when we hide what hurts us instead of trying to heal what hurts us. Absolutely. Because you don't, you think that the hurt will pass, whatever that hurt was, right? You think yeah. that it's just a phase. But that really is, like I said, traumatic stress that you don't even think about that you might need to speak to someone because we go to our girlfriends, right? Yeah. But our girlfriends are going through their own shit. They don't necessarily have the pro the answers for you. Right. right. That's what yeah. we <laughs> And I think that's when you have to listen to that inner voice. You yes. know, it's kind of like, you know, you know something's not right. You know you're not operating at the level that you should be, you, you feel it, you know something's not right, but you, when do you have time to slow down? When you have a million things and then we could get into support systems. So now you, yeah. don't have a, you don't have a support system. So now you feel like I can't slow down, I can't cry, I can't be weak, I can't do anything right now because I don't have, if I fall down, there's nobody there to pick me up. If I stop going, who's gonna keep going for me to keep this thing going? You know, so now you, you, you burn out eventually. And a lot of times... Uh oh Sabrina, um, I lost your visual. Okay, one second. I'm sorry. Here you go. A lot of times, um, I was going to say a lot of times, we do have a support system, but we don't... Well, in my case, I had family, a lot of aunts, my mother's sisters and my cousins that I could have talked to. But a lot of times you don't want to put your problems on other people. Mm -hmm. So you kind of keep it bottled in yeah. and you operate from that. And then some people absolutely have nobody yeah. that they can talk to, you know? And so they go to work angry and people want to know like, that's one thing about me. I try to think about what my employees are going through or what my friends are going through before I get an attitude at their attitude. Yeah. Because a lot of things happen in 24 hours for, for people. You know, you go home, they may be dealing with blah, 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 and then they come home and, and they come to work. And this is the only outlet that they have and they may have a bad attitude. So I try to figure things out like, all right, let me check try to think about their background, where they're coming from, why they might be angry. I might pull them aside, speak to my friends, or sometimes I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Just yeah. On what it is. But it's almost like women have to be a psychologist, a mom, a wife. <laughs> we, we've got to play all these different roles. But it's so, so it goes back to the, to the question, the title question, like, how do you feel? Like, when, how do we find time for ourselves without feeling like we're being selfish? Because, you know, women, we're nurturers. We want to make sure everybody's taken care of and everything right. is taken care of. And then we save ourselves for last. But then at the end of the day, you know, I can speak for myself where I've, my anxiety is out of control. I've gotten, I've gotten it under control as of lately. Let me say that. But there was a time when it was bad because I was trying to do too many things just you know, being compassionate toward too many people, taking on everybody else's emotional burdens and issues and having people dump on me till I eventually broke down. Like I had a breakdown. Right. And it's like you have these breakdowns, who's around? So as so what do we what do we do to kind of like carve out some time for ourselves and and to be vulnerable and to not be the strong 
woman all the time? Like when do we just have a moment of weakness? You know what I've learned to do? Um, I think I've come into myself when I learned to laugh at things versus being so serious about everything mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to be right all the time. Yeah. First of all, the people that you talk about, the drainers, mm -hmm. I've had to leave them on the wayside because in order to take care of my, or in order for me to be the best woman that I can be, I have to take care of myself first. That means, yeah. you know, getting in the tub, taking a bath, lighting some candles and, and some essential oils, relaxing, going to the spa, just whatever time that I could carve out for myself. And then also knowing that I'm worth it, yeah. right? A lot of us don't realize their worth. I know my worth. I know what I'm about. I know that I'm going to go hard, but I no longer want to be around negative energy or people with a lot of problems. And it sounds messed up, right? Because but their energy drains me and takes my frequency low. So I've had to like learn to distance myself and still deal with people with issues, but they don't get as much time. Yeah. Because if not, you know, if, if that's the case, I'll be, I used to listen to my friends for hours, Oof. hours and hours. And I'm sure I am guilty of dumping my, my yeah, we, everybody is. We may have right. dumped on each other a time or two. Yes. <laughs> Lord knows I dumped on you. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure I've dumped on you, but, but, I, but we are the type of people that we, are, we don't uh, wallow in any issues. Like we'll talk about it because we need to talk about it, yeah. but we're not going to dwell on it and have that affect our goals. Right. right. I see a lot of women have things like this ruin their entire lives like even to the point of like them not obtaining the goals or setting goals for that matter like i never want to be in that position i don't want to deal with people in that position i have to help get them help professional help because that's not me but um just take time for yourself and just understand that this is life life is never going to be perfect we go through challenges just because God set it up like a puzzle you or a maze. You need to see how you're going to get out the other side. It's really mm -hmm. not that deep. You know, you don't have to take life so serious and make it a burden. It is what it is. Overcome these challenges and then go to the next challenge because it's always going to be a hurdle, right. peaks and valleys, right? But I think, I think your support system and the people you have around me, they play a major role mm -hmm. because if I'm calling my girlfriends, down about something complaining about something and not one of them can say something motivational to me uplift me in, in some way make me see the other side of the other coin or the, the, the silver lining then it's like okay this is no good we're gonna keep we're gonna stay in this little funky circle we're gonna keep this dark cloud over the whole crew as a matter of fact and you're gonna stay there so it's kind of like it gets to a point where you're like okay who do i have around me Right. Who, why do I always feel down? What are you ingesting? Who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? What type right. of advice are they giving you? And then you also got to look at their lives. Right. How do they problem solve? How do they come up out of stuff? What's, what's going on with them? You got to kind of take some inventory and look at the people in, in your life. You got to look at their lives. 
over a five, 10 year span? Are they still doing the same thing? Yes. Are, mentally, are they still the same person they were 10 years ago? Are they still dealing with the same thing they was dealing with before? That's probably somebody you want to, I won't say not be friends with anymore, but you, you got to kind of not be friends with anymore. Well, Do you, one of my best friends of 20 years, I've had to just drop last year. That was like one of the hardest things that I've had to do. But I've, I've had, I woke up and I realized, A, she was never really in my corner. She was envious of me. Oof. And B, and I knew this all alone by little signs, but I kept ignoring it because she did things to make me feel like, oh, she's my sister friend. But then she would say things that would contradict the things that I wanted to feel about her as a sister friend. Um, but yep, I had to, you know, take a, I had to, it was hard, but I was like, nah, I can't hang with her anymore because she is literally doing the same shit that she did 15, 20 years ago. And this is 15, 20 years later. And she and I just aren't on the same page. Mind you, I love her. She's always, you know, I love her family. But we can I had to literally, I don't even, I don't even know her number. I had to disconnect the number, disconnect yeah. everything. And and it took a while. And I'm on the verge of like letting go a couple of other friends that aren't growing. Yeah. Because they're just not growing, right? So and growth is important, like in any relationship. Like when you're man and woman, friend, mm -hmm. business. It's kind of like Yes. If we're not on the same page, we're not going to win the game. We're teammates. You know what I mean? So as friends, okay, we're not growing. So I'm here, you're there. You're going to start building resentment toward me now because I'm going here mentally, more than anything, emotionally. I'm, I'm coming up out of certain things that you're used to seeing me in. You know, things are changing. I'm, I'm fighting for my life pretty much to just leave the past behind and just grow. Like you just get tired of, you know, it's redundant after a while. I'm tired of having these same conversations. I'm tired of going to the same places. I'm, I'm just tired of this whole right. thing. I want to, I want more. I want better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to explore. I'm going to open my mind up to meet new people, read different, just be different, do certain things. And you're on the same level. And it's like, you, you have people in your life after you grow that remind you of everything negative. And you don't realize how negative they are until you come up out of that. And so now you're looking back like, I don't know if you and I could really, and I go for family too, whoever. It could be your man. It could be your partner. Like we're not on the same page anymore because maybe you guys met, it was a trauma bond. You know, what brought you two together was something that was so terrible and you guys stuck together through it. But now I'm over that. I'm past that. I'm tired of talking about that. And you're still here. What do I do? Right. I stay here with you and pretend that I'm still hurting over this stuff just so you could feel comfortable? <laughs> or, do no, I, or do I leave? Yeah, I'm an only child. So I've never felt like I needed that. You know, I have siblings from, from step-siblings. But I mean, in, in terms of being raised, I was raised alone. Uh -huh. I would drop someone in a damn heartbeat. <laughs> I don't have a problem with dropping you and I'm not looking back um I'm not thinking about you whether it's a guy whether it's you know well I'm married now so 
Mm-hmm. I don't have that the issue of dropping anybody, but in girlfriends, you know, business associates, I'll drop them like a heartbeat. I don't wait around. I'm not the t- and people think it's cold to do that, and maybe it is a little cold. But like, yeah, I'm just dropping you. I don't want to be. I don't even. I don't. I and in fact, when I do drop people, I forget that I even knew them. <laughs> It's the craziest thing because it'll be like five years, like, oh, you remember such as like, who is that? You don't remember your friend? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I did have a friend. By you know, I think I'm, I'm the same. Well, not this. Well, my thing is this. It takes me time. Mm-hmm. But when I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like when I am done, I am done. There is absolutely no coming back. And like yourself, I'll fix, you don't even exist to me anymore. Right. <laughs> like I don't even... What? Oh, and, and I'm serious. Like, who? Oh, oh, girl, I forgot all about him, her, whoever, you know? So it is what it is. I think that um, a lot of women, we go through a lot of things because the people around us and the circumstances. And like you mentioned earlier, sometimes it's not even that serious. Right. When you have drama queens or just drama-filled people in your life, they'll take the smallest thing that you tell them Mm-hmm. And make you ever told somebody something that it didn't sound it, you didn't feel that bad about it, but you're just talking to them about it, and they make you feel ten times worse about it, and you're like, it's not even that serious. Like, right? I've had that happen, and it just lets me know you want me to feel bad. You want me in a constant state of just feeling bad because I can't say anything without you making me feel bad about it. It wasn't that serious. Right. All I said was I cut a piece of my bang off. Like, why are you? <laughs> why are you making me feel like I got alopecia? I'm like, <laughs> right. I think my mom trained me though. My mom has had eleven siblings, two, nine girls, and two brothers, mm-hmm. and she did not allow me to get in the mix with girls too much. Like, she would say, "You're only going to have one or two best friends in life." The rest of them are your, because I used to be like, oh, my best friend. You know, you meet a new friend every year in school. You're like, this is my best friend. Say, Stop doing that. You don't have, this is not your best friend. You just met her last school year. But you're our only child, so that's probably, you know. Well, my my daughter's a little bit like that, too. I'm like, girl, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) These are not your best friends. These are your friends, right? You will learn about them and she would say, keep your female company to a minimum because there's always going to be a mix, a problem mixed up with women, with he say, she say, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've always knew that. And then in terms of men at work, she would always tell me, never eat where you shit. So that meant when you go to work, you don't sleep with these people. This, this is your, your coworker or yeah. your superior, whatever the case. And don't mix it up. Um, so I had these little heart. I had these sayings that she said embedded in my head. Yeah. And that's what kept me um, able to have a good reputation. Like all of these girls being half naked for attention on the internet. I don't have a problem. I don't, I'm not judging. But, and then I have friends that actually have daughters that they want to be this type. And I'm like, oh, wow. I think so much highly of your child that I would not want them to be, you know, a thought or whatever you call these girls. 
You know, I would want them to have an education, even if they're educated. You know, I, have a, I just have some friends that are like maybe more liberal and they think this is cute. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, this is your daughter. She needs to be, to carry herself with respect. She needs for people to respect her when she walks in the room. She needs to not have all these so-called girlfriends because in reality, they're just watching what she has or who she's dating or what she has. And it's really not, you know, it's just a bad example. So I encourage women to like learn about themselves before they get, it's good to become a part of a group of women, business women that are doing yeah. positive things that are setting goals. Maybe you guys want to set goals, but that going out, eating, dress, lashes, hair, half naked, and nowhere to go to work. That, that's like amazing to me right that now. That is like, work. Wow. That is, Sabrina, that is work. That's work. That's work. You know, they got they got to go out there and find work. That that's that's a job to to care of them, to put that whole thing together. That's a job. So that's like a that's like a different generation outside of us, right? Well, too bad they're not making a real paycheck out of it. They're depending on somebody to give them some money, and not they're not really working. And then what if something happens to that guy or the net or the, you know? Then what do you have? Like it's not plenty, it's plenty of fish in the sea. I guess is how they see it. You know, it's on to the next. No, uh, uh, I'm sorry. It might be there. I'm sure there are plenty of fish in the yeah. sea. But like, do you do your? Is should your daughter now become a laundry mat? You know, and and people are washing themselves inside of them. Like I, mean, I wouldn't encourage my daughter. Nor would I condone it. Nor I. I mean, you know, I would. I would wring her neck. <laughs> so it's like you know. I, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing? No, but a lot of women think that shit is cute, and they think. And then I see people that go on on live, and they're like bent over, and it's like, what happened to class acts? Like, I remember. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know they're horrible people. I just think they're not got they're misguided. There's so much to life than than uh trying to attract a guy on the internet when you could be doing something genius well, I, you know, I think this generation is all about easy money you know it's, it's this this generation is money driven for sure nothing no money else. is ever easy though <laughs> but, it's they, but, they, but they think it is until they get in that room you see what i'm saying but it, it looks so easy you know i could just get out there and shake my ass or become a rapper or whatever it is they think that it's easy and it's not Nothing is easy. Somebody could make it rain on you and give you all this money. What do you think you want to have to do after the fact? You got well, to which people have to tolerate from them for yeah. this money. So, you know, and again, I think that, again, it goes back to what I was saying about support. There has to be at least one person in your crew that has some sense to say, do it this way. No, don't do that. You know, to push you to just be greater to help you see yourself in a different light. I like that, being great. Like you know? making sure that these young women are great. I would love to have seminars like later about being great because there are so many things that I've done to me that are so attainable that it's so much easier now for young women to do. Yeah. And they might think it's so hard it's because they don't have that guidance or that mom that will tell them, listen, get, you know, work your first 10 years, create an app, get in a program, yeah. 
doing something yeah. different that you're not expected to do. I never, my daughter was the fastest girl in junior high school. I never let her run track. You are never right. running track because that's what they expect you to do. She played lacrosse. She became an equestrian, mm -hmm. but we're not doing the track. Now, yeah. mind you, maybe track would have put her in a university where I wouldn't have had to pay for it. However, I wanted her to do something outside of the box, mm -hmm. do something different. What's not expected of you? Yeah, yeah. But these, what's expected of these young girls now is, you know, get you a lace front, get you some lashes, get you some Fashion Nova, and get I, on Instagram. Get on that you, Instagram and do what you got to do. Do they you know? know that the lace fronts look like, like, <laughs> the Japanese uh, movies that I used to watch on Saturdays, like the karate flicks. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, we're not doing that. Why? No, but it, it, this, that's what it is now, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. And um, I just think, you know, hopefully there will come a time when this phase, because, you know, it, it's phases and errors, right? So eventually. The, this is a long ass error. This is all, it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm sick of seeing a lot of things on social media, but you know, to each his own. I just think that right. if women, we need, we need better support. Um, we need better support systems. We need more friends and family encouraging us to do better and not just co-signing and being yes men to our fuckery, for whatever reason. Right because some people will give you advice to keep you at a low point. You know what I mean? They know you're playing yourself. They know this is not a good look for you, but they will encourage you and make you feel like, yeah, you should do that. I lost your video again, Sabrina. They, you know, they would encourage you to keep playing yourself, but they'll say it from a place of love. So now you're feeling like, if my girl is saying I should keep doing this, I trust her, I'm gonna keep playing myself. They wanna keep you down here. And it's like, you gotta have people around you that you trust. You have to, have people that lead by example. Cause I could tell you anything, but if my life is shit, what the hell are you listening to me for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why on earth are you listening to me? So. Yeah, I think that also a lot of people, I, you know, you think common sense is common and common sense is not so common. No, it's not. So these girls don't really have, and then, and then think about the, the abuse rate in relationships maybe the things that they've learned from their own parents. Like there's a lot going on that we so just, lot. people have not been able, statistically have been able to, um, these girls don't have a chance a lot of times. No. So that's why- Their brothers are so young now. Yeah, that's why I don't judge the thoughts. I don't judge them. I definitely say something to people like, really? And people <laughs> get mad at me because I say what I say, but I say it, from a space of like, I want women to excel and to be empowered, not from a place of like, oh, you're, you're disgusting. They may feel that way because they know that that shit is wrong, whatever they're doing, right? So yeah. they feel bad about how I say things, but how I say things is not in judgment. It's just like from a woman to another woman or a woman or a mother to a child, not my child, a mother to another yeah. young girl. And I'm just like, you can you can do better. I know you're smarter than this. You, you gotta I, have a talent. of twerking, right? You have something that you're not tapping into. They don't know they're capable. That's that's what I think it is. They don't know that they're capable of greatness. They don't believe in being great because they weren't necessarily taught it. Yeah. But 
I don't like, like, that's just the movement that we have to, as, as women who are self-aware, yeah. I think you should encourage these girls and check them when they're doing something that we see is inappropriate. Yeah. Whether they, they like us or not, it's just our opinion. You can do whatever you want, but yeah. like, it's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't accept it at the moment, they hear it and it'll, it'll manifest and they'll think about it. It's going to be in the back yes. of your mind. It's just like with children, you know, you tell them not to do stuff or to do stuff. And, you know, when they get older, it's like, ma, I heard what you said. You were right type of thing. But at the time, right. you feel like this is what you want to do. A lot of these young girls now are, are merely surviving. They're not even living. They're surviving. They, it's like they're out on the streets and they're just trying to get it fast, quick. They want to come right. up. They want the money. They want the riches. They want to live a certain way. They want the shoes. They want the bag. They want the this and the that. I get it. And it's like, um, you don't have to sacrifice your soul for that. You know what I mean? Right. You don't have to. Just a little bit of patience. You're still young. You know, you have young girls, 18, 19, getting surgery. It's like, let your body grow. Let your body develop. What are you doing? I don't, I, I just, I mean, I know some girls that got surgery before their first kid. And it's like, why are you getting a surgery? So you can look, and, and to me, when you get these tight, tight surgeries and your arm is still flabbing, like, you look like a freak. I'm sorry. You don't look great. When you can work out, it's not about, you're not fat. You're just change your diet, yeah. work out. You know, you guys could be in the best. To me, I mean, I'm sorry. I did get breast augmentation, right? Right. Uh, when I was in my maybe 40, maybe 38, something like that. But I was mature. I knew, you know, I paid for it. I didn't get somebody to sponsor me. I studied the doctor. And it was something that I wanted for myself that I felt, oh, my blouses would fit better, et cetera, et cetera. Not to go strip on a pole, be a, um, a star tender or to... But, 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 but in all fairness, Sabrina, I think a lot of women, even if they're not choosing those professions, um, their self-esteem is... Low. Low, only because, only because they see so many other women getting attention. You may feel so great about yourself, never think anything is wrong with you, but the guys keep skipping past you for the girl with the big butt and, the, and, and all this other stuff. So now right. you're starting to feel like, damn, I'm never going to get attention unless I look like that. Prior to this, you thought you were the most bomb girl in the world. You couldn't tell you nothing about yourself. But the way everything is now, I'm not getting no attention. So you know what? Let me go get something done too. And now that's not going to fix what's inside of you because if the men are still skipping over you, now you're going to feel even worse about yourself. Can we hold that thought? Yes. I'm going to fill my glass up. (laughs) (laughs) What you talking about, boo? I'll I'll finish talking to you guys when she gets back. We are, we kind of went off, but it's, it's okay because there's a lot in here, twerking in the city. You know, it's all things women. Everything we go through, um, you know, depression, self-esteem, love, happiness. It's not all downtrodden stuff. It's, it's a lot of great stuff in here. We're just talking about how women feel, the different things we go through, um, just the ups and downs, the, the depression, the anxiety, the, the working hard, the not feeling good enough, being a single parent starting a business, going to school, just all of the many hats that we wear 
and still either not feeling good enough or just not having anybody to hold us down and have our backs at the end of the day, at the end of a long work day, at the end of um, accomplishing something. It's like, okay, who do you share it with? Who's around? What's, what's, what's going on? Are you content with yourself? Are you doing all of these things to fill a void? You know, it's just different things I'm trying to touch on in here. Are you really happy with yourself? You know, the moves you make, is it for you? Is it for other people? You know, what's, what's really driving you at the end of the day? Sabrina, are you back? Oh. There you go. Yes, well, wait a minute. Got <laughs> my kettle one. <laughs> we cannot have this conversation. And I had to plug up because, you know, wait a minute. Your friend Alex took my app, my, oh, your friend Alex took my orange juice and took it in the bedroom because he didn't want to hear our conversation. <laughs> whatever, whatever. He's going to see it when we post it. So yeah, um, sisters, how y'all feel? You know, sisters, I, how you feel? Tell us. You know, when I wrote this chapter, like this, this, this whole book pretty much um, is, a lot of it's a collection of stories about how I used to feel, right? So it's a lot of cautionary tales in here for the most part. So I had to really come up out of these situations to have something to write about. All of my books are pretty much situations I've already experienced and I'm writing about it. So um, I've made a lot of horrible decisions in my dating life. In hindsight, Why you say that? So, so I, I said in hindsight, but at the yeah. time. I felt like these were good decisions based on where I was mentally and emotionally. And it yeah. wasn't until I really had a growth spurt and like really started to just do my homework and just realizing a lot of my issues when I had to look in the mirror and get honest with myself. That was a turning point for me where I'm like, you know, there's a, um, there's a pathology in my life right now. There's, a, there's something that keeps happening, reoccurring that I don't like. And so it, I'm a common denominator. I want to talk about that because you said something that's very important. When you see that God or the universe brings you the same thing, the same issues over and over and over again, it, I think people need to know it's because you haven't mastered it. Right. And in order to move forward, you have to master that issue and you got to do it right or else you're going to keep getting that same messed up relationship, yep. that same messed up contract, yep. the same type of women that you're hanging out with. You've got to learn to like say, oh, that's that's what I meant by the maze that we go through, the peaks and valleys. You got to walk through. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew when I needed to, oh, sh oh I can't let that happen again. Yeah. Because fool me once, but you won't fool me twice at yeah. this you get tired of yourself for the most part. For me, I got tired of myself. I got tired of waking up with the same issues on my brain every day. You know, you wake up and you're just like, well, damn it, if you're so tired of it, change it. Why is it so hard for you to change it? Why are you so attached to whatever that is that you keep going through? So that's when you got to check yourself. So I did a lot of checking myself. I did a lot of being by myself. Um, you know, some of the, some of the, the funks and the ups and downs that I, I went through, just kind of trying to figure things out and just trying to come up out of the haze. 
whatever the haze was at the time, just, I don't care what it is, I'm gonna figure it out. And until I figure it out, I'm gonna be by myself. I don't need no outside influences. The only voices I need to hear is the voices in my head, the universe, whatever it is, I don't want to hear anything else. I need a shift. And I'm gonna stay by myself and I'm gonna stay in my place until something changes, period. And so once I started to feel different, because you know when a shift happens, you know when there's a change in your life because you start to attract different things. Different things start to come into your life. of attraction. Yeah, different, just different people start coming into your life and they offer you things that you've never experienced. Even if it's just conversation. The conversation right. is opening up your mind to different things. And now you want to see different things, do different things. You know, and once I got that first taste of change, I was like, ain't no going back. And I don't care who I got to leave behind. <laughs> yes. I don't care. So. No, you, you've got to. And, and then life is about growth, right? A lot of people are still stagnant. you got to grow. They think it's, you know, and we live in a city, right? So we're New Yorkers. People in big cities, they have an issue with following the crowd. Yeah thing what the neighbors are doing and what's corny and what's not corny. Like my mom used to hate, like she would never allow me to be a follower. Yeah. And so I, all the mistakes that I've made, I've been fortunate enough to make mistakes that were once. Yeah. They weren't repeats. And then I didn't have the liberty to follow other people because as an only child, I'm with myself most of the time. Yeah. Um, but you're going to make mistakes in life and people should be okay with making a mistake and learning from it. Stop trying to be perfect and you know, your life is not perfect. Nope. Make a mistake, you make a mistake, talk about it. Like, talk about your shit. Like there's nothing wrong Apologize with Apologize to people. Apologize. That's the, that was a hard thing to learn to Apologize do. Apologize to people, that opens up so much forgive people yes forgive people apologize forgive yourself forgive yourself you about to have church you about to have church in here no forgive church. yourself and, and apologize to people yes i think that's even bigger than forgiving yourself when you can you acknowledge that you were wrong and you apologize to somebody and you know you were wrong or you hurt someone and you just want them to know, like, you know what? I'm sorry. I, and mean it. Like, yeah. I do that all the time. If I, if I hurt someone's feelings, okay, not all the time. I take that back. Because sometimes I, I want to hurt you. I'm looking at you like. <laughs> but honestly, Girl. <laughs> I apologize to people that I felt as though I did something that may have changed their life or how they feel about themselves or just if I was wrong because I'm not perfect like I would like to be perfect yeah. but it's not gonna happen in no <laughs> time you're perfect so, yeah. in God's eyes darling you're perfect in God's eyes yeah so before perfect. we go I'm perfect I'm perfectly imperfect but you're perfect you're okay you're, you're confident you're okay with yourself and I think yeah. everybody should just be okay with themselves. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for having moments of weakness. I don't, I don't believe, I don't subscribe. And that was another thing 
this, this whole strong woman thing, you could be strong, but being vulnerable is also being strong too. You could be vulnerable. I'm vulnerable right now with my hair under <laughs> But listen, like, y'all, y'all, don't put my hair when I went forward. Better keep it back. It's, it's cute, girl. You got on your cute track too. You and your marvelous Conzo darling. Oh, look beautiful. And I, and I thank you for coming on and discussing chapter no, two. I, you know what? I'm so proud of you. I, I watched you when you were in Bushwick and I met you through um, our mutual friends. And then I got the book and you have just been progressing, progressing, progressing. You came to my birthday party in Miami. I feel like your family. Like a lot of people are, I'm weird about who I say is like, that's my friend. That's my yes. sister. And that you're definitely one of those women. I admire you. I don't ever want to be so per like to me you're just like a great positive energy. You know, sometimes you gotta have that negativeness for a second. You Listen, keep it clean. I like let, to be second. Listen, you know I'm 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 positive Paula all day. But I have to be because if I let Bushwick projects out, it ain't gonna be right for nobody. I rather just <laughs> I, I rather the, I'm not perfect. I'm not happy all the time. I'm not positive all the time, but I let the positive outweigh the negative. I have to. I have to. I let the negative overpower. It ain't gonna be good for nobody. So we don't want that. No, I think what you do is like you're when I say when I sometimes I wanna be mean because I just want to be I have to do that for I'm around a lot of men, right? Mm -hmm. But for you, you're you're schooling so many women. And just like you were being gentle about me when I was like, oh, the thoughts or whatever, but it's good because you, your base, your audience is broad, a broad type of women that need it more encouragement more than my sternness about being better. Like, so you provide a nice melange, like mix of encouragement and so this is needed right because you can comprehend on so many other levels so kudos to you keep writing these wonderful books keep being authentic you know that's why people love you because you're authentic and i love it i love you and i love you more thank you sabrina and thank you for everybody for watching amazon.com twerking in the city if you got the book thank you please do not forget to leave a review you have any last words, Cy, real quick? Yes, you guys can find me at Cybrina Geraldino at S-I-B-R-E-N-A-G-E-R-A-L-D-I-N-O. Come on, guys. I'm the first black woman of color. Yeah. And wait a minute, because nobody <laughs> got to see me win this medal. You better talk about it. You better video. talk about it. I got my commencement and I for, for Women's History Month, and then Corona happened, and I had nowhere to wear it. So, my never is doper than yours. This is my <laughs> first time rocking it with. Oh no, it froze. Sai, you froze. You froze as you were giving us goodness. Dang it. Well, you guys got her IG handle and everything. Follow her. She's doing wonderful things. She's been in business for a long time. How many black women you know on the soccer team? I'm just saying. Follow me on Ayana Ellis. 
underscore official. You can get all of my books on Amazon.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.